Welcome to the Travel Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bowman, the executive editor of TravelPulse.com. Today is Monday, January 9th, a special Monday edition of the show this week. We've got a great one for you, talking big news around the world of travel. And hey, we do have a hotline for the show now, so call in and leave a message if you want to, 201-381-3017. That's the Travel Pulse Podcast number. Joining me on the show later today is Laura Fernandez, VP Head of Industry Travel and Tourism at SXM Media. Laura and I will discuss her experience at CES in Las Vegas and all the cool new travel tech shaping the future of the industry. But first, as we do for every episode, I'm going to dive into what's been trending in the world of travel in the last week. And we begin with the air travel sector, and that's Delta. They got big news last week. In partnership with T-Mobile, they will offer in-flight free Wi-Fi beginning February 1st. So big game changer here. We're going to talk a little bit more about this on the show with Laura for her takeaways. This was announced at CES when she was there. So exciting stuff. But a quick note there, it's going to be offered on more than uh, 700 aircraft by the end of 2023. And they plan to bring it on international and regional aircraft by the end of 2024. It's going to come with quite the price tag, $1 billion. That's how much Delta CEO said it would cost to get done. But part of the comprehensive approach is to convert all 150,000 of its current screens into touch responsive screens. So if you want free Wi-Fi on board, all you have to do is sign up to be a Delta Sky Miles member. So free Wi-Fi on plane, free Wi-Fi on a train, give me free Wi-Fi everywhere. Yes, I love this. So more on this a little bit later in the show when Laura joins us. And other air travel news, Southwest still reeling from all the issues going on there. Their CEO came out and apologized again, and they have obviously revised their financial forecast because they took quite a hit. The travel chaos caused by Southwest was forecast to cost the carrier pre-tax impact between $725 million to $825 million and a revenue loss between $400 million and $425 million. So, in addition, the airline revealed cancellations cut capacity by 6% in the fourth quarter compared to 2019, roughly four points lower than the previous forecast. In total, Southwest canceled more than 16,700 flights between December 21st and December 31st. The carrier said it would reach out to significantly impacted travelers and offer a tailored gesture of goodwill and other heartfelt apologies. So that's their CEO, Bob Jordan, came out and sent a letter to customers last week apologizing and gifted them 25,000 rapid rewards points for the inconvenience. So, you know, they're trying to do the best. They're trying to do what they can to remedy that situation and that nightmare, if you will. But they're pressing forward. They're moving on. People are still going to book Southwest. We talked about this a lot on last week's show and there are big issues there, but you know, good for them for continuing to be on top of this and owning it and going forward and, you know, issuing out a little bit of gift certainly doesn't make up for everything and all the impacted stuff, but better than nothing, right? So kind of got to roll within and move forward. So in other air travel news, airlineratings.com announced its annual list of world's top 20 safest airlines. They looked at a variety of key factors, such as crashes over the five last five years, serious incidents over two years, audits from aviation's governing bodies and lead associations, fleet age, expert analysis of pilot training and COVID protocols, among other things, to determine the safest airlines around the world. A new number one this year for them, Qantas beat out Air New Zealand for the top spot, and Air New Zealand took second this year. But as it regards to the U.S., coming in at eighth overall, Alaska Airlines ranked as the safest U.S. airline in 2023. Four other carriers made the cut too this year, though, including Hawaiian Airlines at 12th, United Airlines at 14th, American Airlines at 19th, and Delta right in the end there at 20th. Safety will continue to remain top of mind for so many travelers out there, so airline ratings doing the best they can with the top 20 safest airlines. Definitely check them out if that's a huge thing for you or your clients out there. Jumping over to destination news, Thailand is reimposing COVID-19 
travel restrictions. This is uh, quite the surprise here, but uh, you know, you can't fault them. They're going to do what they feel is best for the country. The latest official guidelines from the Thai embassy state that all incoming airline passengers ages 18 and older will need to provide proof that they are fully vaccinated against COVID-19 or alternatively were infected and recovered within the previous six months, as long as you have a note from your doctor there. And just anytime over the last like two years or read like, have a note from your doctor to show case that you, you know, it just makes me think of like third grade elementary school. I don't know, bring your doctor's note, show in that you're okay. And I don't mean this in any like negative way or whatever. It's just something that jumped out to me. It's just weird to, you know, think, bring your doctor's note. And you don't think too much of that in travel, but that's where we are at in this shape. And, you know, it's more on a broad level that certainly you had to have that for certain things and in certain places, you know, but on a smaller scale, but obviously that has grown over the last little bit here in the COVID era. You know, it's interesting with time. They're expecting a lot of travelers from China. So I get that they could have just put, and they did, you know, put restrictions like so many other countries with China and making sure you have a negative COVID test on this, but to branch it out and say, everyone, you know, they feel that, you know, with so many more people from China traveling out there that could potentially just spread elsewhere. So they said, you know what, making we're, we're going back and making it. Everyone has to be vaccinated against COVID-19. And like I said earlier, I don't fault them. That's what they feel is necessary. You know, I did see some people, you know, pondering what this would mean for the industry. Will it branch out to others? Maybe, maybe in the Asia countries or in the regions over there where Chinese travelers are more likely to go because it's closer. Yes, maybe they will. Here in the U.S., I don't, I don't see it happen. I don't see a step back in that regards there. I think we're, we're moving forward. We're dealing with what we have and we're rolling with it and we're just living with it, you know? So that kind of coincides though with the safest places to travel. We did a roundup here on travel polls for our list of the safest places to travel with utilizing the data and insights around the travel space with our editors and writers. Also Berkshire Hathaway's travel protection annual list of safest places to travel vision of humanity's global peace index and the latest travel advisory updates from the U.S. State Department. So we've got the full list over up on TravelPulse.com. Be sure to check that out. But five countries I want to highlight here quickly. Iceland, consistently near the tops in terms of safety and everyone, especially solo travel too, and female solo travel. I hear this all the time for Iceland, along with New Zealand. New Zealand's always among the top safest countries out there, and you're going to consistently see that too. So I want to give them a big shout out. I can't wait to visit someday. The Netherlands also. So shout out to Amsterdam. That's my current favorite city in Europe. Maybe something will take its place later this year. I will be going to Portugal in February. Really excited about that. And, you know, fingers crossed to finally get to Italy this year. So I'm sure there's there's so many great cities in Europe, but currently Amsterdam is my favorite. would love to know yours out there. Podcast at travelpulse.com. You can shoot me an email and let me know. Another country here on the top safest places to travel in 2023, Japan. I'm so ready for Japan's tourism resurgence. It's a very safe place to travel along with Singapore. And I'm very excited for all of Asia's tourism resurgence this year. And lastly, I want to highlight Ireland. Lovely people, gorgeous scenery. I cannot wait to get back to Ireland. Jumping over to cruise news now. The top 2023 wave season cruise deals are out and about. We've got a full roundup on TravelPulse.com. You can check that out. We're going to talk a little bit more about wave season in general on next week's episode. But right now, multiple cruise lines are offering up to 50 and 60% off. So great deals to be had out there. And the news side of things, too, we've got Norwegian Cruise Line said they're going to be reducing turndown service, which I don't have a problem with. I Personally, I don't particularly love the turndown service. I, I feel like, how many times do you need to come into my room? You know, if I don't want you in my room, I'm going to put the, the card out there, you know, on the door, you know, privacy, even if I'm gone all day. That's that's my personal preference. I know other people are out there like that. Other people love the turndown service, and they, like, are upset when it's not there. And it's just interesting, you know, how different travelers are when they're out there, but 
you know, especially on a cruise though, like I don't really need you to come into my room. Like maybe if I'm there on one, a hopeful week, you know, this is just my personal preference too. maybe come there a couple times. That's just how I feel. That's how I live that. I just don't want, you know, someone coming to my room like two, three times a day. I'll know that, but that's my take. So, so Norwegian's cutting down on that. And Carnival says that they're going to be increasing prices for Wi-Fi packages and crew gratuities. So no issues for me on the crew getting paid more. Inflation's, um, you know, out there. And uh, we all have our feelings towards that. And the prices of everything is seems like going up. So yes, get the crew more money. I'm all for that. They absolutely need it. Raise their gratuities. Raise their overall pay. Cruise lines out there. Yeah, yeah. Raise their overall pay. They definitely deserve that. So, but the Wi-Fi price hikes? No, thank you. I'm not, I'm not for that. You know, big fan of Delta announcing free Wi-Fi there. So let's get free Wi-Fi on ships. You want people in your boats? You want people in your cabins? Free Wi-Fi. They're going to get in there. You know, do what you can to amplify the speed, the connectivity. I, I understand, you know, it's much, much more difficult in the cruise space. I, I get that. I know that. But if you can incentivize with any sort of Wi-Fi stuff, and you see that a lot from Norwegian, and I, I know a lot of traveler out there and travel advisors too who jump on that and people people love wi-fi anytime you can dangle a little tiny thing free and, and you know you raise the price of something else that's where you cut the cost through, through that but you know tout the free wi-fi you're gonna get people to book promise you that so um american cruise lines they're offering complimentary service on there that they are adding starlink wi-fi service to their fleet in 2023 so jump on it folks we get that free wi-fi all about it so speaking of american cruise lines too they're going to debut new ships this year. Small ship specialists they are. They're going to welcome two new coastal cats in 2023. Both are 100 passenger vessels sailing East Coast itineraries. American Eagle will enter service in August, followed by American Glory in October. We posted a full roundup on TravelPulse.com of all the new ships set to debut in 2023. So check that out up on the site. I am most excited, though. For a couple here that I got to shout out, the new Explorer Journeys brand is going to launch uh, their luxury cruise line, 922 passenger ship Explorer One. Very excited for this new brand, new luxury space. Looking forward to seeing what that is all about and hearing more about it too, and and hearing what uh, travelers and travel advisors have to say once they can finally get out on that later this year. And obviously, Norwegian Viva will debut in August of 2023. The ship promises the fastest freefall drop dry slides at sea, and a three-level go-kart track. You would find me there all day long. Mm, we'll, we'll save a couple hours for food. You know, gotta have my food breaks, right? So, but you would find me mostly at the go-kart track, that is for sure. So, and lastly, as we wrap up what was trending, I do want to give a call out to another roundup we posted this past week on TravelPulse.com, and that's the can't-miss travel industry events in 2023. My industry friends, it's so important to get out there and all these events and connect and network. And I hope to meet several of you out there. So three that I am uh, going to this year and most looking forward to attending this year is Asta's Global Convention in May, Global Travel Marketplace in June, and Virtuoso Travel Week in August. So my industry friends out there, which events are you most looking forward to this year? Podcast at travelbulls.com. That's the email. You can reach out and let me know. Let me know uh, any thoughts you have about today's show or the show in general. Love to hear from you guys. Love all your feedback. That wraps up what has been trending in the world of travel in the last week. Now we're going to jump over to our interview segment of the show. And now joining me on this show is Laura Fernandez, VP Head of Industry Travel and Tourism at SXM Media. Welcome back to the show, Laura. How are you doing? 
Oh, fantastic. I, I will tell you, last week, um, CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, was happening in Las Vegas. It was an easy commute for me, Eric. I don't yeah. know if you remember yeah. this, but I live in Las Vegas. So nice 20, 25-minute drive to the Strip. I got to, as much as I love traveling for conferences, I like staying at hotels, I like um, the whole experience. I'll tell you, I got some very restful sleep being in my own bed. I was going to say, yeah, keeping it local for the for the conference there has got a bit, yes. definitely a different experience. But yes, uh, CES, Consumer Electronics Show, aka the most influential tech event in the world. A lot of exciting stuff all around, a lot of new tech and gadgets and whatnot. But as travel stuff goes, you know, what, what really stood out to you? Uh, how, how was it overall? I, first off, I look at CES uh, twofold. Is um, not only is it incredible to see all the new electronics, the innovation, but I also look at it from a travel perspective. Where I will tell you, over a hundred thousand plus people came to the city of Las Vegas for this show. Talk about a uh, return of business travel. Is Las Vegas as a city and a destination? Um, it was so amazing to see over 100,000 people come into the city. So great for tourism um, for the city. So I look at it from that perspective, amazing. Um, And just from business travel, definitely um, what really stood out uh, out for me uh, specifically was uh, the big uh, Delta Airlines announcement. So Delta Sync. Delta, Ed Bastian spoke um, on a panel and he announced that Delta Airlines is going to be offering free Wi-Fi uh, on their plane. So I will tell you, I that is huge. I was beyond excited to hear about the innovation in the in-flight entertainment system that we are now all Delta um, rewards are going to get free Wi-Fi. Yeah, and it's going to be super easy to sign up. They're going to be, you know, restructuring a lot of their planes too, so that you can uh, do touchscreens and just sign up and be a Delta Sky member like on the plane. And if you don't, yeah. if you aren't already one, and you just happen to be on there, and you're like, hey, I want free Wi-Fi too, but I'm not a member, but you can sign up for free. And it's going to be super easy. You enjoy exclusive yeah. in-flight access to premium entertainment too from Paramount Plus, new destination guides from Atlas Obscura, and a lot more. It's just really exciting. Uh, for, for Delta. And yeah, I mean, industry game changer, for sure. I'm, I'm super excited about this. And it'd be interesting to see, you know, five years from now, what the aviation Wi-Fi space is like. And we'll, we'll look back to 2023, January, Delta. I mean, back in, um, so Delta spoke at CES back in um, 2020, and they were talking heavily about airline biometrics, about using face recognition, fingertips, similar to what Clear uh, uses right now. So that was also heavily discussed is using um, face uh, scan to fingerprints for access. Um, So that conversation continued. And I was, um, to your point, they partnered with Atlas Obscura. So Atlas Obscura is 
um, not only a site, a blog, content creator, but they are also one of Stitcher podcasts. Um, so we uh, work with them from a production standpoint and also own the distribution rights. So when a travel brand advertises on the podcast for Atlas Obscura, they're working with our team. Um, I actually went to Atlas Obscura hosted um, a launch uh, party with the Delta Airlines um, news. Uh, they hosted at this really great venue in Las Vegas that I had actually never been to. It's called Vegas Underground. It was legit and underground house and i'm talking about a bomb shelter there was a pool underneath you walk down the stairs and it's you a whole house is underground i know that sounds so wild um and that's what's so cool about you um atlas obscura they're always about like finding the unique and obscure locations and for CES attendees that got into this party, they definitely were in for a unique experience. Uh, yeah, I mean, that sounds pretty remarkable right there underground. And, it, you know, it fits to that obscure, you know, name of them. We had Alice Obscure on the podcast last year. Yes. And um, yeah, it's, they're, they're a great podcast over there, too. It's like 15 minutes or less. So a different form and uh, just, you know, kind of quick hitters and. You jump right into yeah. a specific thing. A lot, of, a lot of cool stuff. I remember we talked about like the the open gates of hell of uh, I think it's, yeah. yeah, which was a, which was you know pretty great. So they have a lot of different stuff there, and I think that's really cool of a partnership too with Delta of of jumping in on that because you you know you might be on like an eleven hour flight, you watch a couple movies, maybe you sleep a little bit, but you know you're excited about where you're going and you want to read some yes. more, and you know it's pretty easy to read on a screen too, and it's going to be right there in front of you, and you know get off the beaten path, so to speak, of, of you know, the, that typical phrase there. But you want to dive into something new, something exciting. That's a big trend for 2023 travel is, you know, chasing new experiences and transformative travel and all that. So, yeah, this is going to be huge once this kind of rolls out with everything. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Can you imagine um, not only getting on your flight free Wi-Fi, getting to um, I know that my uh, CRO will appreciate that. So no uh, travel expense there um, for all my business travel, but also but getting on the flight and going to a destination and being able to find destination specific content and not just the standard go visit this hotel or this restaurant because atlas obscure is always about like finding those obscure and unique um you know entertainment or destination so that's one thing i am really excited about and um, another thing i will tell you it was um a little bit unexpected for me because uh, I saw uh, Paris Hilton and I know breaking news Paris Hilton <laughs> and I will tell you she looks the same <laughs> she has not aged but Paris Hilton spoke on a panel with the CMO of Hilton so um, obviously they had launched their new brand um, campaign over the past year and Paris Hilton and the CMO Mark spoke extensively about the partnership of obviously Hilton launches a brand new um, marketing campaign and what better person to bring on and represent the brand than Paris Hilton. Uh, so that was a really interesting conversation. Yeah, it's intriguing too. you know, you get celebrities and ad campaigns and everything. But, you know, you know the, the name tout there is going to clout. And, yeah, I've seen the commercials and stuff, too. And, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's a good campaign. And you, you need sort of, especially those big brands, I think, it, you, you know, you have access to celebrities and, you know, pulling the name there, if it can help, 
you know, elevate the brand, then you need to go for it too. And I think that kind of touches into a little bit of the metaverse. And there was a lot of talk about that. I know that's a big trend oh my on in 2023. And certainly, you know, at CES was on display a good bit too. Yeah. And, um, the metaverse is obviously it's a, a term that's not going to be going anywhere. Right. And and I thought it was interesting because uh, Paris Hilton was, as she said, one of the pioneers when it comes to VR and the metaverse. And I, I think about metaverse, though, from a travel perspective. And while um, I appreciate the opportunity of almost like try it before you buy it, of visiting dis- destinations, hotels, and getting to experience something prior to going, I think that really came up heavily over 2020 when people could not travel. Right. There's nothing more, you cannot beat going to an actual destination and experiencing it. Like there's live and in person. Um, The metaverse is, yes, a a great way for people to experience travel. Um, But there, again, my, my thought process there is it's nothing like being able to actually experience the destination live and in person. Oh, 100% agree on, on that. I, I think one thing with the metaverse I hear about it a lot, you know, is it, it can help build the excitement for going somewhere and, be, you know, elevate your 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 hype for the trip, if you will. Uh, for those not familiar with the metaverse out there, it's just a hypothetical iteration of the internet as, you know, a universal immersive virtual world, essentially. And, you know, you get your yeah. augmented reality, you got people, the headsets and all that stuff that was certainly on display at CES. You can just put these goggles on and dive into a complete virtual world of, of everything. But you know, when it comes to the travel space, yes, getting out in person and experiencing that is much better. Um, and maybe, you know, for the introverts out there that they'll, they'll fully love this and only commit to this, but you know, branch out is what I say, get, get out there and, and, you know, touch and feel real things, real sand at the beach, you know, black (laughs) sand, pink sand, you know, get out there. Got to experience it. But yeah, I mean, it definitely is, um, it's not going anywhere. And I think that's really where, travel brands actually have a good uh, positioning is to experience a destination or experience a hotel or experience an airline virtually. Uh, and then obviously getting there in real life as well. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because you're going to have people that are fully into these headsets. You're going to have like, you know, uh, my daughter doesn't have one right now. She's only two. But, you know, when she's 10, what are these headsets going to be like? What is this virtual reality world stuff going to be like? You're going to experience, yeah, a different brand. So you can't certainly sleep on that of these travel brands out there. But, you know, it's never going to replace the in-person experience. But no. it may dictate what people do for their in-person experiences if they, they liked this better because they explored the metaverse and that's what they they do where i played video games when i was you know seven or eight yeah. and you know these eight-year-olds now are going to be diving into just wearing goggles and running around and oh, hopefully yeah. not breaking the tvs in their house like i see on all those viral videos all the time but yeah you know. <laughs> that's awesome well speaking of goggles i thought this was um a really interesting uh new piece of tech is glasses that can translate um, I am uh, it's a Chinese company rolled out these glasses that actually can translate different languages. 
I found those to be so interesting because especially from a travel perspective, like imagine going to a destination that you do not speak your language and then being able to pop on some glasses and be able to understand what is being said to you. I thought that was so interesting and amazing for if I I don't know what year I think they were saying 2026 that these would be rolled out. I could be wrong there, but it's, I think for the travel industry of having trans glasses that translate different languages could be huge. Absolutely. Yeah. People love the Google translate on their apps and everything and using your phones and you see pictures of people, you know, in, in Japan or Korea or, you know, Africa or some anywhere, just different language. And, you know, you can connect with a person just through your phone like that. But yeah, just being able to put glasses on, then you could sit down and have a full meal with someone and just engage in a a conversation like that. If both of you happen to be wearing the glasses, you speak your native language and then it's just right there. So yeah, certainly the future there seems exciting. I do remember though, you know, uh, the Google glasses was like maybe what, like 10 years ago when they first like (laughs) touted those and then nothing really ever happened with that. But you know, technology yeah. has certainly advanced so much more since then. So I'm certainly hopeful for these because, yeah, I would love to. I, I, I have glasses right now. So just, you know, make make those my own glasses and just have them in there. That would be oh, yeah. amazing, right? Well, uh, I mean, you do have to think about accessibility, though. I mean, yeah. I will we'll see where the price tag is on these glasses. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's always a lot of these big tech because there was um, one announcement that you were really into and the price tag is not cheap. Was yeah. it the, the flying car? Right, yeah, flying car. It's this uh, Aska A5. It's the first fully functional prototype of a flying car. Made its debut at uh, CES there. So the vehicle can carry four passengers and its foldable wings expand to launch vertically and fly for a range of 250 miles. It plans to release in uh, 2026, but pre-orders require a $5,000 deposit that is refundable after a year. So, I mean, that, that's just the deposit alone. So how much the actual cost of that's going to be, you know, if I win the Mega Millions tomorrow, you know, which is yes. I guess the Mega Billion right now, yeah, sure, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll drop a deposit on that. But yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it, it's cool to, to, to discuss and think about, you know, the, the Jetsons, you know. I, the Jetsons, I was just yeah. going to say, I'm like, this is taking me back to the Jetsons era. And yeah, I mean, that's where, I mean, what's so special about CES is that you are able to see these futuristic um, pieces of tech and what's happening in the industry. I um, I thought something that was con- much more obtainable was um, that got rolled out was the foldable um, screen. And yeah. so, or you look at, we're, we're stuck with these um, rectangular devices and to actually make it foldable and pliable, uh, that got uh, announced. I thought that was interesting. I mean, uh, I always tie things back to travel, but anything to make things smaller to fit into my carry-on luggage, because I am carry-on all day, is going to make my life easier. Exactly. Yeah. You could fold the screen and then it, you unfold it and you could also extend it a little bit too. So you, yes. you're able just to attach a little keyboard to that. You've got your own little personal, know. you know, mini laptop and that's going to be huge for business travel in the future yes. and just regular leisure travel too. A lot of tra- my travel advisor listeners out there are always plugged in when they're, you know, traveling and just be able to have a, a quick, easy device like that. Yeah. could be certainly a game changer. I do worry with the whole folding aspect of like how I, this just makes me nervous of like the, the screens, but the technology <laughs> is, is getting better there, which is pretty Remarkable. So um, it is. Yeah. And then, it really, 
It was the the energy at CES. I just because Las Vegas has a brand new uh, convention center, and they actually Tesla. You can go from uh, location to location, actually an underground tunnel, and get on a Tesla. And so that was a, so advanced for the city. And the new convention hall is incredible. Um, but I will tell you, restaurant. Every restaurant was booked up. Uh, nightlife was back. Uh, it definitely was a change from the past uh, past two years. Love to see that. Great for the industry to to get rolling back, and certainly you know, great kickoff to to twenty twenty three. And I think you know, it's sort of a a sign of things to come for this year. Hopefully, you know that that you know things are are booking up quick, and you know, restaurants filling up and hotels filling up. We love to hear that for the travel industry. And if you are you know traveling this year, make sure you book quick because things are booking up. They are. Book quick and book now because I will tell you, it doesn't look like prices are going to be changing anytime soon. Exactly. Yeah. So thank you, Laura, for joining today and talking oh, all things about you, CES Eric. and travel tech. Um, plug anything you want to plug here about Sirius XM Media and all that and, and where people yeah, can get in touch XM with you. Media. You can always uh, you can reach out to me. Uh, and we have, again, from a platform standpoint, the consumer-facing brands of SiriusXM, Pandora, Stitcher Podcasts, and we have exclusive ad partnerships with SoundCloud, NBC, Universal, Audio Chuck, which produces a top podcast of all time, Crime Junkie. So any travel brand that's looking to market on audio platforms, you can always connect with uh, me. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Laura. I really appreciate it. And to our listeners, that is all the time we have this week. Exciting stuff next week. We'll be talking wave season cruise deals, and I will be recording from the main office of North Star Travel Group, which I'm really excited about. So stay tuned for all of that. Thank you again, Laura. Have a great week, our listeners. Bye.